Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 18. We are officially old enough to join the army, vote, and uh, I guess do other stuff, too, that's legal when you're 18. I'm Dave Lozo of Vice Sports and many other uh, places. I'm here in Brooklyn, and uh, my buddy Sean, he's up in Ottawa. Hey, guys. I'm up here in Ottawa where it's it's not quite legal to drink at 18, but you can go across the border to... The, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Quebec. It's it's 18 in Quebec. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I was going to say. Directly across the border from Ottawa is a like a town in Quebec that like that's their entire industry is just <laughs> drunk college students pouring across the border and just wrecking the town every single night. It's a beautiful thing. I, I feel like the like the death rate must be high there. Like nobody drives there at night, right? They're just like, nope, we're not going to go through there tonight. We're no. going to take the long way around. It's 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 an awful like it's so bad that they like they changed the name of the city a few years ago <laughs> to like try to wipe the stench off and clean it up a little bit. I, I don't know if it worked or not, but yeah, drunk 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 Tina Stan is now like like <laughs> spring spring meadow. Yeah, something like that. And, yeah, there's like they cleaned up the streets that. We all pour across to vomit on at two in the morning. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's good though. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I got a little glimpse into what it was like for, to go to high school with you there for for a couple couple of seconds. Exactly. Um, we have so much friggin' stuff to talk about this week. Usually it's like, well, we got two things and we'll talk about them for like thirty minutes each. But we've got the GM meetings. We got the expansion draft. I mean, the, the, we have so much stuff. We have we have Sean's favorite hockey team being rejected by a $5 million a year, 22-point third-line center for, for Philadelphia. But um, you, you, the readers, love it when we're pissed off and angry and just yell shit. So we're going we're gonna to push the Philpla thing to the side because Sean is still on that grieving stage where he's not ready to admit it hurts. But he's, he's mad about stuff that it are yeah. are 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 things we should all be mad about. Let's start with the expansion yes. stuff because we have a reputation for occasionally criticizing the NHL Once in a while. and the people around mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to open up a little differently here because I am going to whoa, whoa. give credit <gasps> to the NHL. I am going. Are to, you drunk in the morning again? <laughs> no, man. I, I I have got to applaud this league because. When it comes to the expansion draft, like it, it, one of our very first episodes, 
we talked about the expansion draft and I explained to you mm-hmm. why it was not going to be anywhere near as, as much fun or as entertaining as people thought. And so, I mean, th- like, I feel like I was, I was months ahead on that and I sort of feel like this is my beat now, <laughs> like how the NHL will screw up the expan Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Elliot Friedman has trading and like Rick Westhead has the concussion lawsuit and I have, mm-hmm how the expansion draft won't be as good as you think it will be. So like, this is supposed to be my wheelhouse and I have to give the NHL credit because God bless them. They found a way this week to screw this thing up in a way that even I had not considered your way, your way, your way of screwing it up was they were going to do it. They were going to release the stuff, but then Bob McKenzie and company would just leak yeah. it out day by day. I, I pointed out that a, it won't be a draft because there's only one team and B they're doing it on a delay where there's like a full day after the list comes in and where everything is just going to leak out. And to be clear, that will still happen. <laughs> like they haven't changed that. All the all my previous statements about about how they're going to mess this up still still stand. But they came up with a a brand new one this week, which is that according to reports out of the GM's meetings, the GM's were asked, "Hey, when we put together these protected lists, that we have spent all season talking about and all season telling the fans that every decision and move and non-move had to be influenced by these protected lists, should we actually release those to the public and let the fans see what they look like? And apparently the GM said, no, let's keep it a secret so that the fans don't know what's actually happening. And to be clear, to be clear, they have these GMs, like for instance, the the Valtteri Filippola deal, part of that was to get their protected list to where they want it to be the same same right. thing with Sven Andrigetto I think that trade too part of that was yeah getting the protected list to where <laughs> or you know your favorite team calls a guy up and you're like why they call him up he's not that well because they got to hit the games requirement why did they sign this guy to an extension mm-hmm. he's not because they need a guy for the protected list like we've been we've heard about this all year long and then now at the last minute, the NHL is like, "What? Oh, protected list? Were you guys interested in that? No, we're not going to show that to you." And I, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> your size, your size are hilarious to, to me. To be clear, like the NHL has done this before. Like they've had expansion drafts. This is the first one in a while. Yeah. But the last time they did this, they did put the lists out. And you know, other leagues, like when the NFL did its last expansion, they put the lists out. So this is like a new curveball that they've thrown us. And look, it's not hard to figure out what's going on here. This is not, you know, there are things the NHL does where you're just like, what possible reason would they have to do that? And this isn't one of them. The GMs, this is the same thinking that has led to press releases going out when somebody signs a contract that say, as per team policy, the actual details of the contract will not be disclosed. Mm -hmm. This is the same thinking that leads to Gary Bettman saying we don't need uh, a salary cap site and we don't need to put that information out because the fans don't care about it. It's the same information that leads to the league not caring if its stat site is accurate. It's the same thing that last week we had all of these conditional trades, all these trades that had conditional draft picks in them. And the league wouldn't tell us what the conditions are. You know what else it is too, though? You may be getting to it, but it also goes back to the other thing where GMs talk about how hard their jobs are. And 
you know, it's really tough to yeah. do this, and they don't want to have to let everybody know. Basically, like if they were to release all these guys, this would expose how they do their job, and that would lead to criticism, right. and that would make doing stuff tougher. And woe is them. Yeah, and it would allow the fans, their customers, mm-hmm. to actually evaluate the job that they're doing, and they don't want that. And in fact, it it even links to you know to a different issue, and this is this is kind of gets into my grand unifying theory of NHL incompetence, but <laughs> it's. Like, this is why we have the loser point in this league. The league can say as many times as it wants that the loser point makes playoff races closer. It doesn't. The next time you're looking at the standings, go to the part of the standings where the playoff race is close and just look at the wins. Look at how many wins each team has. They're the same. That's why the race the race is close because the race is just close. Because we have a salary cap now, there's parity, and all these teams are pretty much the same. The loser point is not making the playoff races closer. What the loser point is doing is it's inflating everyone's record and making everyone involved in icing these teams, particularly the GMs, look better than reality says they you know what else it does? You know what else it does? I realized today I saw a report that Patrick Sharp isn't going to have surgery. He's, he's going to have season-ending surgery at some point, but he wants to wait until the stars are mathematically eliminated. Buddy, oh, buddy, you're, you're, you're delaying your rehab yeah. over the loser point, essentially, because you feel like you're closer than you are and you're really not. So there, there's there's yeah, si- there's side effects like crazy. Illusion. Yeah, it's totally an illusion. Yeah, it's totally an illusion because, you know, guess what? If and, and any fan of a team that's ever been like six points out of the playoffs at this time of year knows this. The loser point doesn't make it, so, you know, so that you can gain ground. It makes it harder to gain ground because you go out there and you win and then you look around and you're like, oh, everyone else played three-point games tonight and we barely picked up anything. Right, like the year Ottawa went like 24-4-4 four, and four to make the playoffs, like they barely got in. Like they they had the craziest second half run of all time and they were like 10 points back at the start of it and it took essentially three months of almost perfect hockey just to barely get in. That should tell you how hard it is. Right. But guy, keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just... It's, yeah, no, and so, I mean... It, feel again, it. Again, I feel like... At this point, everybody knows that the loser point's a terrible rule, but we will have it forever because it makes the GMs look better than they should. And that's the whole point of all of these rules. And, and this is the bigger issue. And our, our, our good pal Sean Gentili wrote a piece this week that basically hit this right on the head. The GMs should not be the ones making these decisions. No other league runs like this. No other league lets the 30 or however many it is general managers decide how the league runs. And when you put 30 people in a room and say, please make a bunch of important decisions, those like human nature kicks in and those 30 people are going to make the decisions that are best for them and not really worry too much about the big picture or about other things. And, and that's exactly what's happening here. This is, you know, should the NHL put its expansion list out yes of course this isn't even a hard question this is a a chance to build a buzz to to something fans care about something fans are interested in uh, you know i saw that they that there were 30,000 mock expansion drafts done this year on on uh, really uh, one of the one of the salary cap sites i, I did like twenty seven thousand of those though so i apologize for that that was probably too many. okay well that's that's yeah sure <laughs> But like this is this has been a, a big deal all year. Of course, you put the information. Of course, you you let the let the list get out there and let all the fans spend three days picking them apart and building their own teams mm-hmm. and doing mock drafts and all this other stuff. Of course, you do that unless you're a GM and you're just worried about yourself and how you're going to look. In which case, you you tell the league, no, let's not do it. 
Like I, I gotta, I'll give him credit on for one thing. Like I, I remember reading somewhere that somebody said that democracy only works if people vote for their best interests. Democracy is alive and well at the <laughs> NHL GM meetings because these guys only ever vote for whatever is going to help them personally keep their own jobs and nothing else matters. I get all that. What I don't get, though, is if you're a general manager and the NHL says you have to protect this many forwards, this many defensemen, this many goalies, what is it total? I think it's like 13 guys total, however it shakes out, right? 13? Depends how you do your list. Yeah. It's like 12 or 10 or 12. Say it's 12. Of those 12, probably... 10 of those guys are absolute no-brainers that everyone's going to see and know and whatever. And then there's going to be the two extra ones where maybe you expose a veteran because you'd rather you'd rather protect the the young guy who's on the entry level deal or vice versa. Maybe you say, "Hey, I want to let this guy go about 95% of these decisions are going to be decisions where fans look at him and say, "Yeah, that's 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 what I would have done." Yeah, I can see the I can see the thought process there. I I don't understand what they're afraid of in that regard unless and this goes to another thing that makes the nhl really really stupid is they care so much about the players feelings that they let them get away with stuff too like not having the all-star fantasy draft anymore because god forbid phil kessel or logan couture sit there by himself in a in in an empty row of chairs because he was the last pick of the all-star game and they get rid of the breakaway challenge because oh no a player has to have personality for 15 minutes out of the year that's tragedy we can't have that so maybe they don't want to have player x player y be known as a guy that was exposed and then kept because then he becomes that guy like oh man you know What's it feel like to know that the the GM here wanted to was happy if Vegas would have taken you or wouldn't have minded if Vegas taken you like that part I get but at the same time it goes back it yeah. goes back to the, the other thing we always talk about is if you don't like that work work in a different field man like do something else if that bothers yeah and that's and, and to be clear like we're not talking about keeping the information from the players the players are going to know there's no agent is going to let his player get blindsided right. in June assuming he's protected so the the players will know it's you know it would it would the players prefer to not have that information public yeah they probably would but two things first of all in this particular case what we're all talking about this week this did not come from the players this was the gms the nhlpa has not formally weighed in on this yet if they do and they take the same approach then we'll we'll rip on them too but yeah, the, like like you said, that this is your job. You know, I've had people say that to me. They're like, "Would you want uh, if if your employer decided you were expendable? Would you want the whole world to know that?" No, I wouldn't. I also would not want the whole world to know if I got fined, or suspended, or demoted at work, or had my responsibilities changed. And, you know, if I'm a player, I don't want the world necessarily to know if I got scratched or benched or taken off the power play, or if I got put on waivers. You know, there, there's any number. This is pro sports, man. Like, you, you, we all can see how you are constantly being evaluated and constantly having your role, uh, you know, upgraded or downgraded based on those evaluations. And that's part of, that's part of your job description, you know? And, and it's... The reason that's part of your job is because the fans are interested and the fans being interested is what allows your job to be part of a billion dollar industry and not just a bunch of dudes playing beer league a couple of times a week. So, you know, I understand it. But again, this is where if that's the problem, 
This is where a leader, if if we had any actual leadership in this league, would come into the room and go, guys, I'm sorry, that's not a good enough reason to keep important information away from our customers. Smarten up and do the right thing. You know, I can't help but draw a parallel to to this 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 dude who's a president of America who is really mad that um, people say negative things about him and write negative things about him and would like to close off the press from ever meeting with him or writing anything about him. And um, no one seems to like that. There's a real low approval rating of that situation. And if the NHL is doing the same thing only with its players and its business, and again, right? If you're like, 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 say, say you're the owner of the Las Vegas team, like you, if you can get buzz around your team in mid June, like, forget about league wide. Like, yeah, league wide. Like, I think if you're if you're a sports league, like if you run six months, eight months out of the year, you would like fans to be able to keep you on your mind or on their minds in the off season. And this is a really easy, cheap, free, you know cost-effective way to get fans thinking about you between you know the 17th and the 21st of June this is a very very easy way to to do that and I don't know why the NHL wouldn't do it And if you're Vegas like you want to have like your your fans your 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 future fans who you're, you're laying the foundation for them to sit down and this is how you become a fan like you start getting angry about what your team did like oh I can't believe this guy was exposed and they didn't take him and like oh dude why wouldn't you take this goalie like if you're worried about that, like say if you're Vegas and you're worried about that, maybe if that's part of it where you don't want to have um, George McPhee second guess, uh, man. No, like, because the, uh, the thing is George McPhee is going to be the biggest loser in all of this because he's going to get second guessed and criticized for the roster he puts together without anyone being able to see what he was working with. And, and he's going to get ripped on for passing on guys that he didn't actually pass on because they weren't on the list of players available to him. You know, like th- this is, I, it, it's in George McPhee's best interest for everyone to see what he's working with. Like, let him show his work on this. And instead, you know, the other, thir- I guess the other 30 avoiding one day of criticism from their local media outweighs that. Right. Just don't read the paper. Like, it's June. Like, you don't have to, you yeah. don't have to do anything. You're, the, the Answer the questions at the draft for like 15 minutes and then move on with your life. Like, I, I don't understand how so many people, in this day and age, you're so thin-skinned when they're so powerful. Like, what do you care? What do you care if, like, I spend 15 minutes on a podcast, you know, ripping you because you protected this guy instead of that guy, and then you lost him? Like, well, it's- the reason they—I think the reason that, that the GMs care is because if enough people do that and, and rip on them, and, and not just the podcast, but, in you know, in the media, the call-in shows, you know, all the various ways that this stuff kind of trickles up and, and becomes part of the public narrative— that eventually that gets in front of the owner and the owner says, maybe I need to think about whether I've got the right guy doing this job. Mm. And there are 30, 31 NHL GMs and probably 31,000 people who think that they could do the job out there. And if you've got one of them, then yeah, I mean, human nature is do everything you can to protect that job and to minimize the spotlight on yourself as much as possible which is where, I mean, we've talked about how risk-averse all these guys have suddenly become, and that maybe that's part of it too. But, the you know, it's even, be- even better than being risk-averse is let's be risk-averse and not allow anyone to see what those risks might be by, by hiding it away. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, no, you're right, though. Like, if you have a dumb millionaire owner who gets mad because, like, Steve, Sim- right. Steve Simmons wrote something in his column on Sunday, 
I'd worry about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, 50% of the skill set for a lot of GMs these days is just being buddies with the owner and making the owner feel like he's a big shot sports dude who gets to make decisions and, you know, shake hands with players and all of this stuff and, and keeping, you know, keeping that illusion that he's actually a smart sports guy. And, and uh, yeah, anything that might damage that is going to be something you're going to want to avoid. But again, that's why it shouldn't be your call. I do lots of things to protect my job, too. It doesn't mean they'd be the right thing for the organization or for the field as a whole. And that's why, you know, I I shouldn't be the one making those calls. How many of the 31 GMs do you think are like George Costanza working for the Yankees where they're sleeping under their desk, they're pretending to be angry at their desk so they seem like they're busy for their boss, but they're not really doing anything. It's all just a facade. I'll say 50 at least, yeah. 50%. Yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say there's a good percentage and then there's a bunch of other ones who aren't in that category but are like yeah i might be someday like there but for the grace of god so i'm not gonna mess mess up their act oh yeah because i might need it someday and then i think there's probably like a small handful like i'm sure the new guys like i'm sure i'm sure somebody like like john jake is just looking around like what the hell are you <laughs> is going on here and maybe a few other guys and then you've got like the last group which is like the three or four like stan bowman probably like Jim Rutherford, maybe a few other guys who just go home every night and are like, thank God, this is what I'm up against. Right. Thank God that this is this is what I have to go go through to to have as much success as possible in my field. They just walk into these meetings and, and probably, you know, hey guys, what are some ideas for improving the game? And listen to those ideas get pitched around and they're probably just like, oh man, I've I have got this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna win five more cup rings before I retire. This is beautiful. And my, my, my final thought on this is also, if you're going to do something that screws a fan base, how easy is it to just pick this fan base that just started two weeks ago and doesn't really exist? Like, you're not going to get any pushback from sure. them. You're not going to get angry emails. You already got their money, man. Yeah, you already got the $500 million. Like, like they're, 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 they're not going to... And it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb from every aspect of it. Because, like, you don't want to screw up like you screwed up Atlanta. And you don't want to screw up like you screwed up, you know, Florida and our, now Phoenix, Arizona, Glendale, whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, you want to do everything you can to make sure Vegas works. You can't screw up Vegas. And they're going to screw up Vegas. They've already screwed up Vegas in, in, the, in the, the the reveal of the name. And now they're going to screw up Vegas when it comes to the expansion draft. And I'm really, really sad for those 45 fans yeah. out there in the desert. Let's close this with some good news, kind of. Because as stupid as this was, and as much as the league and the GMs are rightfully getting ripped for it, they left themselves an out. And the out is that this is not yet a final formal decision they even in uh the i'm looking for the tweets where pierre lebrun kind of broke the story and and he says you know unless it changes this is the decision and that unless it changes kind of gives the game away because it feels to me like whoever put this out there i don't know if it's the gms or someone in the league like Somebody out there is like, this is a terrible idea, and this is going to piss people off. So you put it out there. It it almost becomes a bit of a trial balloon at this point. Like, let's see how angry everyone gets. If they're angry for a day and then they let it go, great. We don't we don't put the list out there. But if it turns into a thing, we can always backpedal and say, well, we never made it official. We never said that that was a a final call. Uh, and and I, I like I'll go on record. I'll predict. I don't think. I think we get the lists. 
I think the reaction to this and and the the criticism and and the feedback has been strong enough that I I think the league comes to its senses and changes course. And I'm willing to bet that come June, we get the lists. But I'll say this. Watch how they do it. If and when they flip on this, watch how they do it. Because there's a couple of different ways you can handle it. You could come out and say, you know what? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We made a mistake. We heard the fan feedback. We, you know, we heard you. Thank you for your passion. <laughs> We've corrected our mistake. Yeah, sure. And, and we won't do something like this again. That's one way to handle it. Yeah, that'll happen. Watch how the NHL does it. Watch how they come. It's going to be done. There's going to be so much contempt. It's going to be done with such a sneer. It will be, this was never final. And we don't know why the fans are so angry Mm -hmm. or where the fans got the impression this was final. But it's not, and it never was. And we have now gone back to a different way of doing things. And are, are these foolish fans who who got all worked up over nothing and don't you feel silly now you just watch like the you can learn a lot about somebody or something when they get caught screwing up and how they react just watch how the nhl handles this when they inevitably have to backtrack off of it and then we'll have a follow-up episode where you're even angrier than you are today so i look forward to that we'll get there what else are you angry about uh what else? Yeah. What uh, are you as angry about the fact that they, at the GM meetings they did not talk about the playoff alignment? You know what? That one I can I can understand. Because Bugs the hell of out like, of me, man. I don't get it because but like why 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 are they so mad about a timeout after an icing? Like why is that like so yeah. like on the tip of their tongue? But not the fact that it was such a like it was such a typical GM's meeting. Like for, because first of all, can I just ask this? Why do we have an annual GM's meetings where we get? Every GM in the league together in a room for days at a time. Why are we doing that the week after the trade deadline? (laughs) Wouldn't that be a good thing to do like a week before the trade deadline, maybe? Get all these guys together and just be like, hey, all right, thanks for coming to our breakout session on how we could change the offsides rule. Uh, Why don't you guys all go and hit the bar together? And (laughs) You know, (laughs) maybe something, I don't know, maybe you'll be able to, that's, so, I mean, that's one thing, but it was, it was just such like, on the Monday, you saw these reports, like lots of cool, interesting ideas coming out of the GM meetings. And you're like, oh, okay. There's... And then like the next day, it was like, nothing is going to change coming out of the GM's meetings. They've they've rejected virtually every idea except for one, that one incredibly minor, like you can't call a timeout after an icing. Like that's the one that made it through the filter. Out of everything they talked about, that's the one thing where they're like, yeah, we've we've got to change this one thing that nobody was complaining about literally literally nobody no literally i I never heard one fan of my timeline be like oh my god it's so dumb they just iced the puck man why they get the call time nope everyone was just like yeah that makes sense that's what you have your time out for to rest your guys i man i wish i would love to have like 
an HBO 24 seven on the GM's meetings. Cause I just guarantee like that came up at the end of the day. And it was like some old time GM, like David Poyle was like, Hey, you know, it's been stuck in my craw. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, fine. Yeah. Vote pass. Sure. Unanimous 31 vote approval. And let's, let's get the hell out of here and go golfing because there's no, and, and by the way, spoiler alert, uh, you know, if assuming this rule goes through, when a team does ice the puck and they're exhausted and they would normally take a timeout and they're all out, they've got five guys who are stuck out there and their legs are dead and their lungs are on fire and they just can't. And you're sitting there going, oh, this is going to be great. These guys are going to be sitting ducks. Uh, spoiler alert, the the coach is just going to change goalies to get a free timeout. Yeah. He's just going to, he's going to throw, he's going to do that old trick they used to do years ago. Switch goalies, you know, you send the guy in cold, but it's better to have a cold goalie and five rested players than uh, than vice versa. So this is all going to literally like it's it's going to fail to solve a problem that did not exist. <laughs> that should be the NHL. That should be the NHL slogan. Yeah, failing to solve problems that don't exist since 1917. That's it. That's what the GMs. But but to get to your point with the playoff thing, I, I don't mind them not dealing with it this week only because there's nothing they can do now. This season is set. And if they talk about it now, then the fans just talk about it now. They'll, I, I do suspect that they'll make a change in the summer, but I don't mind them waiting until the don't summer. Don't they have to do it now to get it into the hands of the competition committee and all that other stuff? Like if they don't do it now, they won't be, it won't be ready for 17. And in 17, 18, they're going to have, they're going to have 31 teams. So they can, it's, it's as balanced as you can possibly get with 31 yeah. teams. I don't know what the formal rules are. I just, I mean, I remember in 99 when everyone hated the, the skate in the crease rule and the league was like no it's fine it's fine and then it screwed up the stanley cup final and like three days later they're like yeah we don't have that rule anymore like they they, they can make changes when they they make them and and you know that maybe that's part of what we're looking for here is if if down the stretch you've got pittsburgh columbus and new york all obviously tanking to get that fourth spot and it's and it's ridiculous and it makes the league look like a joke then it'll definitely change and if maybe you know maybe montreal catches fire and they end up playing the Rangers and they beat the Rangers in five games and everyone goes, yeah, okay, maybe the system worked better than they thought. But yeah, I don't, I, I was a little surprised that they didn't do anything with the offside review. And I'll throw that out there. Cause I know you're, you're like one of the few holdouts that you're still Love it. pretty much. Okay. Love it. I, I would have been okay. Like, here's the thing is I, I like the rule, no matter how you come at it. If it's a breakaway and a guy scores, if the puck's in the zone for a minute 15 and they score, I'm, I am I think it should be taken off the board, definitely. But I don't get why that review just isn't part of the Toronto, you know, after every goal, they review everything. Why don't they just let them do that as opposed to having a guy look on a tablet for two and a half minutes and maybe figure it out, maybe not. I just don't get from that standpoint why... Because here's the thing. Sometimes the reviews take like 30 seconds. Sometimes they take seven minutes. And the ones that take seven minutes, at that point, like once you get past the two-minute, three-minute point, I'm pretty sure the guy on the other line is like in Toronto. He's like, I'll take this. I'll look at it over here. Let me just – we got bigger TVs. We can look and see if the guy skates off the ice. Why not just do that right away and save yourself on average probably like a minute per review and just mainline the whole thing, like or streamline the whole thing. That's the word I was looking for. Streamline. Yeah, or mainline it. Mainline it. Whatever. Mainline it. Put it. I'm put it right in the vein. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I mean, I. I'd, I'd make bigger changes than that. I would keep the system more or less as it is, with two changes. Number one, if you challenge and you're wrong, you get a delay game penalty. 
You don't Love lose it. your time Love out. It. It's delaying. Just like just like the stick reviews, right? The, the exact same rule in the book. And because right now in a league where games are like four or five goal games every night, one goal is so important that there's really, if there's even the slightest chance that you're going to be right, it makes sense to burn the time out and, and take your shot. So you want to change that a little bit if to, you know, so if you know, okay, we might end up giving up another goal on a power play. I would like to see that. The other thing I would do is I would say that, and and I don't, you, you won't like this because I think it, it gets away from the, you know, your, your kind of just get it right mantra, but I would say a goal gets scored, you know, the referee signals, okay, it's a goal. And then the referee, you got a five count. You got five seconds to to decide if you want to review or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and no. I'm, I'm totally for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because, because what that would do is, you know, the, the obvious stuff, like the Matt Duchesne offside by three feet, is still going to get reviewed. If, if your players on the ice want to turn to you as a coach and say, hey, that was offside, are you going to trust them? Then you go ahead. If your goalie pops up and says, I got interfered with, then go ahead and challenge. But what you don't get to do we don't all stand around for two minutes while you watch replays at the bench or somebody up in the in the press box watches replays. Like, it, let's get the obvious ones, fix the obvious mistakes, sure. But this this stuff where it's, you know, half an inch and whether the guy's skate blade was in the air or not, which is that was apparently what they were talking about this week of whether they should adjust the rule because even these high-def cameras they have can't actually pick up what they're supposed to be p- looking at. Uh, that, that's what I would do. And then, you know what? And then if there is a review, then you go ahead and take 10 minutes if you want, because there won't be many reviews. And, you know, if you need 10 minutes and go ahead and get it right, I don't, at that point, take as long as you need. Yeah. I'm, I'm in favor. If you want to change the rule and say, if your skate is behind the blue line, but in the air, that's okay. Then that's fine with me too. Yeah. And also that's the one I thought they might change this time. I was a little surprised. It's the easiest thing to do, but you know me, get rid of the blue lines, no offside. Turn off offside. I, I turned it off in NHL 94 when I was 16 years old, and it was the best thing I ever did, and we still haven't caught up in real life yet. <sighs> I would love to see them do it just so that we would have, like, two weeks of crazy end-to-end high-scoring hockey before the coaches figured out how to ruin that, too. And we'd all be so excited. And then by, like, November, there'd be one guy, like, defenseman always staying back and all this other stuff. They, they haven't figured out three-on-three three yet. Three-on-three's gotten a little more conservative it's kind of gone up and down a little bit yeah but and by the way for the record i I love three on three three on three is fun it's just a stupid it's a stupid way to decide a hockey game it's still dumb it's just as dumb as the shootout playing three on three it's it's fun sure but so are a lot of things like eating pizza is fun i would not want to decide who wins a hockey game by which hockey team eats more pizza in a five minute window that's i mean maybe i would i don't know get sponsored sponsorships it'd be better than the shootout it would still be better than the shootout. It would. It if would. the NHL players are really that concerned over this expansion draft issue, then if I'm Gary Bettman, I go to them and then say, okay, let's, instead of having the GMs vote not to do it, I go to them and say, okay, let's treat this like everything else. It's a negotiation. We'll give you this. You give us 10 minutes of three-on-three overtime so that we knock these shootouts way down. Mm. More negotiations just take away more stuff from the players. One more thing. One more thing on the on the playoff format. Let me ask you this. Yep. Let's say it's Montreal and just say the Rangers because that's where they are now. First round, Montreal has 102 points. The Rangers have 109. And the Rangers are not only a wild card team, but they're opening on the road against a team that has fewer points than them. 
who is going to be more angry in terms of like a media group, the Montreal fans, because they're 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 playing a team that's too good for them in the first round, or the Ranger fans because they have more points and they're opening on the road. Like who's going to piss and moan the loudest between those two fan bases? They will piss and moan equally until the series is over and one of them is lost, and then the losers will blame piss and moan way more yes. while pretending that it's not because they lost. <laughs> They'll be like, no, no, this has nothing to do with winning and losing. I w- all along I always said this. <laughs> On principle, yeah. I'm upset. I'm not upset because Carey Price yeah, lost. Yeah, no, it's just, it's like the people who are always like, I normally I have a great sense of humor, but you made fun of my team today, and I just didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> or like when fans are like, listen, I'm a fan of the Minnesota Wild, but I think it's great that the St. Louis Blues took care of the uh, the sick children at the hospital. I'm like, of course you are. Yeah. Why does it matter yeah. that you're a Minnesota Wild fan? You didn't need to tell me that. Uh, God, sports fans. What else are you mad about? I feel like there's maybe one or two more things you're mad about. Or, or yeah, have, got, have, we, have I, we got them all? Well, I've got one more that I'm not... I don't know if I'm, I'm mad about this, but it's just kind of... It, 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 it just made me nod as a cynical hockey fan. Like, yeah, sure. And that was that Colin Campbell had a quote this week. Oh, yeah. In which he, he was asked about the bye weeks. Mm-hmm. Because this was another issue that came up at the GM's meeting. Is a, a, lot of, a lot of people, the, the bye weeks are new this week. They seem like a good idea. I, I seem to remember when they came out that, that most people were in favor, but there's this issue where teams coming out of bye weeks have got very poor records and coaches aren't happy, and now there's some some complaint that maybe there's a better way to do this. And Colin Campbell was asked about this, and he, he made a point that I actually thought was a, a really fair point. Like, Colin Campbell's kind of become a, a whipping boy for a lot of stuff, but I thought I thought he, he was right on the money on this because he basically said, look— the, this was the player's idea. This is something the players asked for, and we implemented it the way the players asked for it to be implemented. And, you know, he, I don't think he actually directly said this, but the implication was, like, why, why is the NHL getting ripped on this? Go, like, go ask the player. Go ask Donald Fear what he's going to do to fix the bye weeks. Why are we taking heat on this when it wasn't our idea? We just went along with, with what our players asked for. And I thought that was fair. Like, I, I mean, we just finished doing a long segment ripping on the NHL for, for, uh, you know, for the expansion thing. And I think when it comes to the bye weeks, if you're someone who doesn't like them, then you know what? That's a player issue. Go rip on the NHL PA and not on the NHL. But what was interesting was he then tied it into the reason we had the bye weeks is because it was part of the negotiation to change the all-star format. The NHL wanted to change that. The player said, "You got to give us something," and they. This is what they came to, and this is this is the quote from Colin Campbell. Uh, he says he's talking about the bye weeks. He says maybe we go back to the old All Star game because that's why we changed it. We thought we would make it better for fans. I walked out of the last five on five All Star game in Columbus, and it was so disheartening. Hockey is good when it's competitive. All Star games just aren't competitive. Again, nobody could dispute that. Right. Nobody could argue with that. But I was at the all-Star game in Columbus. And it was terrible. It was bad. There were, what, 20, 21 goals. Oh. It was awful. And I remember writing that, that this is awful. All-Star games are terrible. And I heard from people saying, oh, no, you're being too negative. The All-Star games are fun. They're, they're not for you as the diehard fan, maybe, but they're fun. They're for the kids. There's nothing wrong for, with them. They're for, they're for the they're kids. For the they're kids. for the partner. Everybody has a good time. Stop being so negative. And then... Here we are two years later, and basically, you know, one of the highest ranking people in the NHL is like, 
the all-star game is garbage <laughs> and he uses it as a threat that like if you guys don't settle down we're gonna go back to the old all-star game and it's just like it, it's just a reminder that when you hear the league defending things that you as a fan know are not defensible just remember this quote you know that it's the the league, you know, it's marketing, it's spin. I'm not expecting them to come out and say, this is terrible or that's terrible, or the loser point is stupid, or, you know, whatever else it is. You know, they're going to defend what they have up until they change it, and I get that, but just keep this in mind. Like, here's here's something we all complained about for years and years and years, and the league told us, no, it's fine, you're being negative, it's great, we love it. And it, within two years of making the change, they're they're not just admitting it was terrible, but they're using it as a threat that they will go back to the old way because they know that the old way was garbage and that we were right all along and they were just spinning. So if, if they were to do this in a similar situation, like another threat could possibly be, hey, if you guys don't get your shit together, we're going to make you go play in Arizona for 20 years because even though we, we, we promised to keep that team there as long as possible, we actually know it's the horrible place to play hockey. So we're going to make you stay there for the next until 20 until 2037. That's going to be your home. Yeah. Well, what'll happen is the Coyotes will move eventually, and then within a year, Gary Bettman, like any team that questions him, he'll be like, what's that, Maple Leafs? Oh, you don't like, maybe you'd like to go to Arizona, the, because Arizona is a hellhole where no hockey could ever work, and only an idiot would ever think it would survive there. And you'll be like, wait a second, didn't you, you spent 20 years telling us that Arizona was a great hockey market, and yeah. Yeah, Arizona needs a new arena. Uh, I, t- I tell you, I tell you a lot of things, you idiots. You guys all believe me. That's the thing too. I hate, I hate it. I, I, I might hate this more than anything. Is when people are at like the All Star Game, Stanley Cup Final, and they just for forty minutes quote everything Gary Bettman says without like fact checking it or considering the possibility that he's full of shit. Like that, that drives me. And it's like it's like fifteen people at a time doing it. So it's just this flood of things. Like everything's great in Arizona. Really? Does anyone ever listen to like the news or like hear from fans there or hear from like you know politicians there that that are trying to be gouged for money to pay for it? It's not going well there. Stop just blindly yeah. quoting him all the time. Or when he's like, "Oh, our our fans have you know we've never heard any complaints from our fans about that." Yeah, You're, yeah. <laughs> really? Because there's like five of them outside right now. We could bring them in, and it's like it's like it's like when it's like when they put yeah. Kellyanne Conway on TV down here to like talk about how great things are and how you know there's there's fake massacres in Bowling Green, and everyone's just like, why do they put her on TV when they just let her talk live? That's a bad thing to do. Like Gary Bettman's the sports version of that, where he just lies about shit all the time, and people. Uh, man, I, I swear to God, I come here every week and I just get angrier at the sport. I, I find ways, I find ways to get more miserable. <sighs> I'm scrolling down my list of topics to see if there's anything that we that we could talk about that would be happy. I'm not sure that there is. What about? Can we talk about Ole Jokinen for a minute? Yeah, this this really bothered you. I, I couldn't figure out why this this it, was just it, it. It didn't it didn't bother me. It, it just like if it just struck me as like deeply strange, and I and I don't feel like it. Anyone else viewed it that way? If you miss it, Ole Jokinen retired this week. Ole Jokinen has not actually played in the NHL since 2015. So we all kind of assumed he was already retired, but apparently not. And he he retired, and he did that thing where you go and, like, sign, like, a ceremonial one-day contract with a team so that you can retire as a member of that organization. Which is, like, a a weird thing that, that people do in sports these days, but I, I get it. Sure. You know, like, if you're Mike Medano and you want to come back to the the stars franchise 
for your retirement, then go ahead. Like, you know, if you're Daniel Alfredson, you want to come back to the Senators uh, where you spent like 20 of your 21 years, then go ahead. But like Ole Jokinen played in the NHL for 17 years. He played for 10 different teams. <laughs> he played for the Panthers for seven years out of that 17. The Panthers did not draft him. They weren't his first team. They weren't his second team. And he played for six more teams after he left there and played the majority of his career. Like, you can't go back and retire as a member of an organization you spent 40% of your career with. That's not how this works. Am I, like, am I, am I alone on this? Or did that, like, this isn't Jerry Rice going back to the 49ers. This is, like, yeah, but I, a guy who, who played 10 years spread out among nine other teams. I, I, I bet if you stopped half the hockey fans in the street and were, like, name a team that Yoli Okunen played for, I, I bet half of them wouldn't even think of the Panthers. And like, you know what, go, go ahead and go ahead and do it. Go ahead. If, if, if the fans, you know, it's a thing for the fans, it's fine. But it just like, I'm like, where is the line? Like how little does somebody have to play for a franchise that they can still do the whole sign a one day contract and retire as a member of that team? But you're, but you're not, you're not mad though. I'm not mad. I just found it very, <laughs> Very weird. I'm not mad. You're mad. I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm actually laughing. This is funny. I'm fine. This is just funny to me. I don't know. Like it's just it's Florida. Like Florida doesn't really have too many dudes that like they drafted and had great careers and then come back for their retire. Like Ole Jokic is that guy. Like they're like he's their all time career leading scorer. I'm like he has like 400 points with the Panthers. (laughs) How could he be your all time (laughs) leading? But that probably says more about the Panthers than it does about Ole Jokic. And by the way, if I, I tweeted about it earlier, but if you haven't seen it. You have to go on YouTube and search the 2006 Florida Panthers season opening hype up video that stars Ole Okunen because it's the it's the most bizarre and unintentionally hilarious thing that you will see all week. It's it it I I can't even describe. It involves special effects <laughs> and he transforms from a panther and a bunch of of like the saddest collection of Florida Panthers trying to act. Uh, and and an angry Ed Belfort. It's beautiful. Like you've you've got to you've got to go do yourself like pay yourself this week by watching a three minute video of Ole Jokinen, the Panther Man, running around and and interrupting his teammates to tell them it's time for the season to start. Can I just inject a thought here that that maybe would will encapsulate why for the the first fifty minutes of this podcast you're you're angry. Is is it possible that you're just feeling? Uh, bitterness towards Valtteri Filppula for choosing to go to Philadelphia at the trade deadline instead of Toronto because that would have put you guys over the top. Is that the issue here? Talk to me. No, Talk to me. Not at all. Come on. Not at all. Come on. I'm. I, I have no. There's no anger in my heart towards Valtteri. There's no. I, no. You know. Honestly, I would have done the same thing if I were him what? because what happened was this is like this. This is the situation where the the Tampa Bay Lightning wanted to dump. Philpila's salary. He's owed five million next year. So they they kind of put the call out to the league. And the rumor is that in fact I don't even think it's a rumor. I think it's it's been reported enough that we can just go ahead and say it's, that it's true, is that he was supposed to be part of the Brian Boyle deal that the Light, Leafs and Lightning made. But he has a no trade clause that names certain teams. The Leafs are on the clause and he refused to waive his no trade to go to Toronto. And then subsequently got dealt to Philadelphia. And I don't know if Philadelphia was on the list any way for them or or how or if, if if he just couldn't couldn't block that one. But yeah, I, I the reason that he 
didn't want to go to Toronto is because he's or his agent are smart enough to realize that this trade was like a salary dump type situation. And when veterans get salary dumped to other teams, they get put in the lineup and, you know, you just play on the third or fourth line until your contract's over. When you get salary dumped to the Maple Leafs, you get disappeared. Like, yeah. they, they've done it to their own guys, Joffrey Lupul. But they've done, they, like, right, they did it to Brooks Lake last year. They did it to, like, uh, Milan Mahalik, who actually did have to waive a no trade to come over in the, in the Dion Phaneuf trade with Ottawa, which was a great deal for the Leafs that in order for it to happen, he had to waive his, his, his no trade, agree to come to Toronto, came over, played the rest of the season for that terrible Leafs team last year, and then this year got, I think it was like five games in October, and then immediately got sent down to the minors and has not been heard from since. And has has actually said I made a mistake by waving. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have waved. I, I thought I was going to be given more of an opportunity, and I wasn't. And you know, once you know, th- this is kind of the the Lou Lamarillo heartless. Sort oh of, yeah, he's a, he's know, a monster. Whatever it takes. So you know what? I if I'm Valtteri Filippo, I'm sitting there going, I, "That's what's going to happen to me. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get sent down to the minors. I'm going to play the the next year of my contract in the AHL." You know he's he's young enough. He might be thinking he can get another deal. He he doesn't want to be sitting there going, "Oh yeah, I haven't played in the NHL in a year." So I think he was absolutely right not to to want to come to Toronto and uh, and to go somewhere where he'd actually have a chance to to play in the NHL and not get locked away in Lou Lamarillo's basement or wherever they're keeping the you know. There's like it's like four or five guys at this point that have just like I say they just have been disappeared by the Maple Leafs. I wouldn't want to be one of those guys either. They could have used him though. I don't think he's Brooks like. He's he's got thirty five points in sixty two games this year. They could have they could have they could have put him. They in the maybe line. could have used him this year, but next year, uh, why why take the risk? Yeah, the Leafs are a good team, but they're they're I mean, they're not such a good team that you you know you want to go over and you know, take a playoff run. You got as much a shot with the Flyers or someone else. I'd rather live in Toronto. That's just my thing. If, if you go to the Miners, actually, actually, if you go to the Miners for the Flyers, I think you still stick around there, don't you? Or are they at Adirondack? Both, both Toronto and Philly, I yeah. think, have got the the team right there. No, so I didn't. And I know, like, some Leaf fans have been like, uh, like, are we getting a bad reputation with players where they're seeing this stuff? And I'm not too worried about that because, you know, frankly, if 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 bad overplayed players don't want to come to Toronto, then yeah, that's good. Okay, that's fine. You know. But that's fine. It's you know if if John Tavares suddenly decides he's really upset about Brooks like then then we've got a different issue. But I, I I think good players go where the money and the opportunity is, and they don't worry too much about getting stashed away in the minors. All right, let's do let's do a few questions before they toss toss us out of the room here. We got some uh, we got some complicated ones. We got some easy ones, and of course Uh-oh. I'm all about the easy ones. Like some some of, some of them wants to like name the three people on the planet who would do a thing, and that's that's just that's too complicated. So here's one. Here's one from uh, Rohan Kulakami. Hello, you have, you have your G chat open, don't you? <laughs> or is that is that us? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. you can hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tim Barnes. Tim Barnes' <laughs> computer has been... Knock it off, Tim. Come on, Tim. This is a professional podcast. Uh, Rohan wants to know do you, if you think scoring would be higher if the standings were based on goal differential rather than wins. Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. of course. For sure. Because despite 
what some coaches still insist on saying that the games are played based on whatever incentives the league puts in front of them. So yeah, that they, the games would, even if it was, see, I maybe what he means is if it was a tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, I don't know the tiebreakers. I'm not as sure on, but yeah, there. I mean, you could use the standings to to get goals higher if you wanted to. I like it. The league wouldn't do it. I mean, like instead of instead of giving bonus points to losers, let's give an extra bonus point if you score five goals in a game. You think scoring would go up then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it would for sure. But again, that would benefit the good teams that GMs had put together with lots of offense, and not the bad teams that that lose. So, as we've already discussed, the GMs never go for that kind of change. Dan Straightedge, I like this idea. He wants to know if, if the NHL should have own goals like they do in soccer. 100%. But th- they never will because it's the same sort of thing where if you actually sat down and tracked how many goals go in off of like the other team, whether it's like a deflection or a skate or whatever, you, you would be you would be yeah. blown away by how many times pucks go in by accident. Yeah, I see I'd I'd want to see it as as like actual own goals where like a a player yeah. either intentionally like like I don't want to see the 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 you know it goes off a skate or it goes off a stick like if it if it's if the guy hasn't done anything wrong other than have a puck deflect off him I don't know if I'd want to see that but like the Patrick Laney where you clear a rebound right into your own net yeah that that would be kind of it would be kind of neat I want it all like Adam Clendenning put one past Lundqvist the other day and it went it was an accident it was like a slap shot that was going mm-hmm. like seven feet wide that hit his knee and went in but I I'm just curious it's like how would I want to know how many goals go in on like a Patrick Line yeah. 45 foot wrister or like Patrick Line you know beating his own goaltender yeah exactly yeah that would and, and it would also get rid of those like weird situations where a team scores on itself and then they have to figure out who gets credit for the goal and like the goaltender ends up getting credit because he made a save 45 seconds earlier okay yeah we'll do I'm, I'm, I'm in for own goals all right we'll do one more question there's a woman outside the room giving us the the not quite the evil eye but just the concerned eye that she wants to make sure we that she knows two minutes. She, yeah, we have two minutes don't, don't you dare push us out of here all right last one to boost activity this is from a uh, phil cochet coacher i don't know i don't know I, I, he's, maybe he's french to boost activity if you could forcibly make any three people on the planet gms of an nhl team who would they be who who would get the who would get the the market flowing holy you know I, I, I don't know if I come up with three. I might only need one. Yeah. Put Bill Belichick in charge of an NHL team. Oh, why? What are you crazy? Because Bill Belichick doesn't give a crap about anything other than winning. He would he would start cutting first of all, Bill Belichick would offer sheet the crap <laughs> out of young RFAs. <laughs> he would not he would not be sitting oh I don't I wouldn't want anybody to see whether I've done like he would be waving guys, he would be making trades. The Patriots have made more trades than any other NFL team since he came aboard. And what would happen, I, I don't even need two other guys because people would see what he was doing and they'd be like, what the hell does our GM do all day? And then these other guys would actually have to start getting off their behinds and doing their jobs. Give me Bill Belichick for, put put him in charge, I don't know, put him in charge of Colorado. Let's give him a degree of difficulty. He'll have them winning the Stanley Cup in two years. Oh, he, he, would, he would have gutted that team at the deadline in about 15 minutes. No. He wouldn't have thought twice. Honestly, God, like, I feel like Bill Belichick, knowing nothing about hockey, would come in and be like, give me a couple of books, give me a couple of people on my staff who know <laughs> hockey. And then he'd be like, wait a second, how does business get done in this league? You mean you guys don't do this or this? All right, start doing that. I bet you he would have more success than two-thirds of the guys that uh, that are doing it now because he just he has the approach and the mind for it and he doesn't worry about 
looking good for his old golfing buddies. All right. Well, my 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 uh my mindset can't allow me to praise Bill Belichick for anything. So I'm just gonna let that be the answer and just say I, I respect your wishes. And then uh we're gonna go. We're gonna sign off because it's two o'clock. We are now contractually obligated to get the hell out of this room. So uh, thanks for thanks for reading this week and uh, read our stuff on the internet. You got any stuff you want to plug real quick? There's not three people outside there. They're amass- uh, they're, no, they're amassing no. at the front lines. The, the usual stuff, grab bag on Vice and check me out on Sportsnet and other places. And tune in next week where we probably talk about the NHL changing their minds and pretending the expansion thing was never going to happen in the first place. Look forward to it. See you guys. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.